Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So what are you supposed to do between each Engadget podcast? Wait in silence? I'm Matt Smith, and every morning I walk through the day's biggest tech stories. It's short, relevant, and ready for listening whenever you wake up. Find Engadget Morning Edition wherever you find your podcasts, or ask your smart speaker for the latest news from Engadget. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Engadget Podcast. I'm Senior Editor Devendra Hardwar. Today, I'm joined with Senior Editor Jessica Condit. Hey, Jess. Hello. Hello. This morning, we are chatting about Overwatch 2 and uh, what the what the heck is going on with that thing? Because it's been in the works for a long time. Jess has done a preview. We've also got a bit of news, um, you know, some fun stuff, some important stuff. So stay tuned for all of that. As always, if you're enjoying the Engadget podcast, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, you know, or your podcatcher of choice. We typically record live Thursday mornings around 10 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on TikTok and uh, shout out, like if you like these live streams, uh, let us know where you prefer to see us. I know we have a really good YouTube audience. So if you want to like chat with folks, YouTube is the place to be. Let's get right into it, Jess. Overwatch 2. This game was announced a decade ago, I feel, <laughs> just ages ago. And it's, what what is up? Like, what has been up with the delay? And, you know, what is Overwatch 2? Because when they announced it, it never felt like, hey, this is a brand new game, right? It always felt like a patch to me. Okay, well, that's actually a lot of the feedback that I saw um, on the video that we posted. So once mm-hmm. I did uh, the preview, a lot of people were like, oh, it just looks like, it looks like an update. It looks like an update. I cannot totally disagree with that. However, this is an early beta. I know that it feels like Overwatch 2 should be like ready to roll out right now in its full form, PvP, PvE, new modes, new heroes, new maps. No, <laughs> like it's, it's just not. And that's what Blizzard has been dealing with. Like this game is just not ready. It's taking way longer. I think the uh, PvE mode is like really threw them for a loop. Um, Can you explain like what those are? So PvP is just like Overwatch as it is, right? Player versus player. Right. PvP is how it is now. This is like you're playing online against other people. PvE, they're trying to add these different modes where it's you're teaming up with people and then fighting against the game, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's that's just a new thing for Overwatch, but not something, you know, Blizzard knows how to do this. So I I'm not sure what issues they're running into. Obviously, there's a Uh lot going on at Activision Blizzard right now. so I, I'm not totally surprised that this is kind of languished. However, 
This is a beta for a portion of Overwatch 2, basically. This sure. is just a few new maps, a few uh, a new mode, a few new heroes, like updates, and then one actual new hero. Um, and I enjoyed my time with it. <laughs> like, okay, I play a ton of Overwatch. Um, I, I think you, you've admitted to being an Overwatch fiend, right? What is your play count at this point? I about... Uh, 4,300 hours in Overwatch on PS5 alone. For shame. For on PS5. shame. That's, and that's wow. not even PC, which is where I played the beta. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I have yeah, an yeah. Xbox account. You know, it's like, <laughs> I've been playing since it came out, though. So it's like not, yes. this isn't too crazy. This is over years and years. But this is my comfort game. I put on a podcast, I play Overwatch, and it's like I zone out, and it's just like, it's what I do. I like playing competitive. Um, and I'm okay at the game. Whatever. <laughs> Um, so what what is your like overall impression from this beta? Because I there are some changes, right? Uh, fewer players. Um, I think p- what the overall mechanics have been reworked for in terms of like tanks and attackers mm-hmm. and whatnot. How well, yeah. how does it feel? Yeah. So instead of um, six on six, which is how Overwatch is now, you have two tanks, two uh, damage uh, heroes, and then two healers. So this in Overwatch two, it's five v five. You only have one tank, two healers, two damage heroes. Um, and to like kind of make that make sense, uh, a lot of the tank heroes have been reworked. Uh, one of my favorites, Orisa, is like totally different. She doesn't have a shield anymore. She doesn't have her orb that like pulls people uh, off oh, ledges man. or or toward. But yeah. no, 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 I love her changes though. Like I was a little worried mm-hmm. about that because I actually like playing Orisa a lot. But now she has this javelin that like is really satisfying to throw in like a, a sniper kind of shot. And it knocks people back when it hits. And it has this kind of long, nice range um, where you can really feel it, like, sticking into someone. Um, And then she also spins the javelin and does damage as she kind of rushes forward. So she can really dive Mm -hmm. in. There's no shield. Her ultimate is way better, though. Um, So it's like, you know, there's little trade-offs there. So the tanks are a little different. Doomfist is a tank now. He used to be a damage healer or a damage character. And um, I'm, I'm into most of the changes. I I think a lot of the heroes feel a lot better. And Sojourn, actually, I'll talk about Sojourn before I get into what I wasn't happy about. Um, Sojourn is the new damage character, and she's kind of like Soldier 76, uh, but with a little bit more like techno science built into her. She can slide. She has this really cool power slide that I think is going to be <laughs> overused very quickly. Um, but it, but it's because it's a, in some games that's just a thing. Like everybody slides yes. because it's all a great way do. to dive into cover. Yeah, all you do is slide. Most yeah, a lot of games uh-huh. is. But I don't think you'll be able to quite do that with her. There is like a cooldown, you know, all that. But it's a long slide, and she can she can <laughs> kind of go in whatever direction she wants. It's really cool. Her gun's satisfying. I like her. Her ult was not m- really anything. Um, but she one has thing- like a sniper shot type thing, right? Yeah, so one thing I liked about her was she has two like shots out of her main gun, her rail gun. One is just her primary fire, which is um it you have you have to lead your shots, right? They're gonna projectile hit your your targets. And then her secondary fire, which is uh right click on PC, is a sniper shot, but it hits directly, it's hit scan, so it hits directly where you put it. So you have to switch between leading your shots and getting damage to load up your hit scan shot, which does a ton of damage but you don't have to lead. So it's like, there's a little bit of complexity built into her. And I like that. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, she's kind of basic. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, it, it seems like okay. here's the thing. I used to play a lot of Overwatch 2, especially like when it launched. And I think over the last few years, I kind of just fell off because they kept changing the game in a way that made me that made it feel unwelcome to me. I think like everybody kind of became a damage dealer at one yes. point. Right. Like it's a big push into that, a big push into like really making it nice for the esports uh players and that crowd and not so much for the general players like did you feel that at all you know over the past few years Jess? well the game got stale right like it's yeah there just haven't been updates and i do think the last time they really did an update they were focused more on esports and like trying to make the maps make sense for overwatch league um and since then it's been i mean i swear it's been like two years since we got any serious updates for this game. Um, Which is, when did they announce Overwatch 2? Wasn't that like two, two or years, three years ago? ago? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, seriously, this has been this has been coming for a while. Um, so that's why it feels like it should be, like, more done than it is, maybe, to a lot of people. Um, I, you know, I see I see the work. I see where it went. I see what they're doing. I think Overwatch 2, in, in beta form, is on the right track. I think people will be happy with it. Um, I do hope it's a little more substantial feeling when it rolls out. So people aren't just like, oh, this could have just been a patch. Um, because mm-hmm. already well, I, you have to. Is it a new title that you'll have to buy? Because wasn't the announcement like Overwatch players will just get Overwatch 2, right? Oh, I don't remember, actually. I don't remember how the pricing mm-hmm. structure is working, but I would hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I doubt it. it's Blizzard. They're going to make you pay for whatever. Like I. Yeah. No, they're going to charge if they can. So this might be a full a full game, but maybe it'll be discounted if you own it or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Some of the changes, so like May is is one of my mains, and she's like totally been nerfed. I don't enjoy what they've done with her. They've really they've taken away her freeze ability. They ruined my girl. Like they she she was her. so good. I yeah. know. Yeah. So like I actually last night I was playing and I was playing the beta on PC and I was I was playing May and I was just like kind of sad. I was like getting frustrated. Um, mm-hmm. And then I before she used to be able to freeze people, right? She would slow people down. She'd freeze them into a block of ice, and then your team messes them up. You know when they get, when they break out, and she, uh, she no, that doesn't anymore. happen anymore. Now she just what? slows people down at a, at a constant rate, and there's no chance of them freezing at all. Her wall doesn't go as far. I love her. I love throwing her wall to you know, it like so just good. right at the edge yeah. of, of your your. So yeah. I've been I've been very upset about May. Um, she just doesn't feel as strong, and I do hope that they buff her because like this is they're not done fixing this beta. They're not done building it. They want feedback from people, so I made sure in my video to be like, please help May. She needs she needs it. She deserves it. We love her. Um, yeah. So so you know, please save they're, May. They're figuring yeah. it out. So yeah, please save May. <laughs> do we have uh, now that this update is out? Do we have a better sense of like when the game is actually going to arrive? Because I mean, I would I'd love to play some Overwatch too, but in the time I've been waiting, uh, the battle royale games have gotten even more like more popular. Like Valorant and new ones popped up that didn't exist when Overwatch uh, one launched. Halo Infinite is out, and for me, Halo Infinite has become my like comfort food game because it just feels so good. Um, yeah, do we have any sense of release at this point? No. So last we heard, there was a rumor that it's not going to come out till 2023. That hasn't been confirmed either way, but feels. Wh- what are you doing, Blizzard? I, well, well, they're dealing with. I mean, how many lawsuits yeah. and an acquisition yeah. and unionization efforts and just upset employees. I mean, I think there's a lot going on at Activision Blizzard right now. Um, and it it makes sense to me to an extent 
why Overwatch 2 has taken so long, but it feels like this game has really languished. Uh, hey, I mean, Diablo, like th- there's a lot, there's a lot of just like slow moving parts at Blizzard right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. It's weird. It's weird how uh, Overwatch has gone from feeling like a breath of fresh air for, you know, for Blizzard and for this like field and after they just like kind of tweaked and tweaked it to the point where, um, yeah, it was mainly for esports people. It's funny how fast you could go from fresh to stale, I guess. So I hope Overwatch 2 gives us some sort of, uh, I don't know, some sort of upgrade there. Uh, you folks uh, listening, let us know. Like, are you still excited for Overwatch 2? Who do you main? Jess, how are you feeling about the game overall at this point? Like, are you you ready for Overwatch 2? I yeah I'm ready I'm ready to play the full game I want to sit down with it I want to be able to play it on my PS5 yeah just like I do like chill out um but I'm also kind of like looking for something new so I mean Blizzard hurry up (laughs) I mean I'm one of the I'm one of the last I know this everyone in the chat was like Overwatch is still a thing I was like yeah yeah Overwatch is still a thing I'm still playing it. it's still a thing it's very popular Um, there's always games yeah yeah one thing I noticed, Jess, is like you were pretty favorable on this beta. Everywhere else I've read in all the other podcasts I've heard, people are just like disappointed to the point where uh, they it seems like they're already hating the sequel. Like, are you feeling like are you feeling do you understand like why some people are just like not fully into what's happening yeah, here? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're adding new stuff. Exactly. They're doing exactly what they said. And this is just a taste. This is just a sliver, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. I understand the limitations of what they're showing us, which is why I think I'm being a little more favorable. Because um, I think people, when they hear beta, they, they just want to they want to jump into the game. And this isn't the yeah, full free, game. It's the a menu free, free is nothing. game. Like, Let me play yeah. it early. That's all beta means for people. Yeah. Right. So I just like, I'm kind of tempering what they're actually giving us, you know, I'm trying to temper my expectations because this is not the full game. Um, But it feels like Overwatch. It feels like more Overwatch. It feels like fresh maps. It looks way better. It sounds way better. You know, all that stuff. It's upgraded. I think if you like Overwatch, you'll like Overwatch too, based on what I played in the beta. Um, But is it going to break a new barrier, you know, like start, start this whole like Overwatch um, chaos again? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know if this is going to be enough to really draw maybe a new crowd. Maybe it'll only be for the old crowd, which is not a great strategy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. We will keep an eye on this. And uh, I hope, I mean, Blizzard has a lot of stuff to fix, but you know, hopefully like this game will do the fans justice at some point. Stay Mm -hmm. tuned for more on Overwatch 2 down the line. Let's move on to some other news. And we've got you know, we're going to go for something very fun to something not so fun, which is the like crumbling state of abortion rights in America right now. And the the specific thing for us, which I think is worth talking about, is there have been there's been a lot of good coverage about like what this means um, for your privacy. Right. Specifically, maybe if you live in a place where they're going to start criminalizing abortions, uh, maybe you need to start hiding your digital trail. Maybe you just start need to start thinking about this. I don't know if like this is something you followed at all, Jess, but it is something I want to highlight. Um, there's a great piece uh, at the Washington Post called Your Phone Could Reveal If You've Had an Abortion. Um, there are some good op-eds out there. Uh, Online privacy becomes critical if Roe v. Wade is overturned uh, is an opinion piece at Bloomberg. A lot of good advice out there, and a lot of it comes down to just being very smart about your privacy and, like, the messaging you use and how you search for things. Um, First of all, Jess, like, this is a crazy, crappy time, but do you you have any thoughts about what's happening and 
how people can kind of take their information and keep it private? Um, honestly, this topic is tough to talk about. It's I, tough. It's um, I'm I'm angry. I'm pissed. Um, and yes, there are, there are smart things we can do to protect our privacy. Um, I don't know if tech is going to be the answer here. I understand and appreciate everything that these tools can bring. Yeah. Um, I think it's more like tech is the vulnerability, like not even it can help. It's more like, Hey, uh, these things can be used against you and you should be aware of that. Absolutely. Um, I, I, again, it's just, to me, it's just part of the problem. This is, this is, um, I know this is our wheelhouse to talk about the tech of it, but this one for me hits, hits in a place that feels hopeless and helpless. It's hard for me to think about any solutions with it. Um, it is, it does feel like every week there is a new thing happening this year. That's just like, oh, Hey, uh, the world is kind of falling apart. Uh, I hope, I hope we kind of recover from this. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is that there was a lot of chatter about, um, I was watching on Twitter, a lot of people were saying like, uh, avoid those pregnancy apps, you know, the pregnancy tracking apps, because those could like be things that are used against you. I think the, the overall opinion from a lot of like information journalists is that that that's actually not the thing. That's not the thing you need to worry about. You may need to worry more about like text messaging and how you search for locations and things like that. Um, specifically like in some States where, if police get access to your phone and they look through like what's happening and what you're doing has become criminalized because uh, that is the state of our country right now, uh, you should just protect yourself. So there's a lot of advice out there about using secure messaging apps. Uh, be careful how you search for things and erase your history for things. You know, let's just be careful because uh, the world is currently a hellscape. I don't I, I, like I don't know like where we move on from this as a society. Uh, there is a good story advice. Uh, just talking about like the the real issue, uh, data brokers sell your location data, and they specifically have been selling location data of people who visit abortion clinics, which is just the thing I want to highlight of like the insidiousness of our digital trails and the stuff happening right now. So tech isn't the solution, but it could, in some sp- places, like it could be a huge vulnerability for you. So just keep that in mind. Uh, anything you want to add, Jess? Uh, just that... Uh- I would love to look into ways that tech can maybe help uh, people with less access. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm, about people mm-hmm. who are reading tech blogs or reading like, how can I protect myself? These are people that have devices, uh, access, all these things. I think the people that are most affected by all this movement are people who this may be the last thing on their mind. The fact that their that their phone might be tracking them, like it's just will not even cross yep. their mind. Yep, yep. Uh, that's that to me is a is a pretty core issue. These are the most vulnerable people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Yep. We shall see. Let's move on to something else, uh, which I think you may have some thoughts on, Jess, which is uh the Embracer group continuing to buy everything, right? They have picked <laughs> up from Square Enix, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. And I I'm sure you've been following Embracer, right? Like mm-hmm. this. What is Embracer Group to be like? Let's just put that up there. What they're, are they? Well, I'm opening our mm-hmm. our page. <laughs> so yeah, we have a we have a feature on them. But yeah. they are, let me just put this out there. Like they are a huge, huge studio um, mm. based in Sweden. They currently, uh, once this deal happens, they will have 124 internal studios. 
10,000 game developers, 14,000 employees. Like, this is a big juggernaut, and they're not nearly a household name like Blizzard, you know, or Activision or something. Yeah. This it is just wild. Like, mm-hmm. this is kind of where the industry has been trending, right? Like, the mm-hmm. this era of consolidation, which is kind of how we started off this year, um, where Microsoft is buying a ton of companies, even Sony is buying what it can. Um, and, and just these mid-tier studios are disappearing and they're being absorbed into these huge conglomerates. And yeah, there's a lot of money out there and we don't know the names of all the companies that own that money. Like, this is just true. Uh, we didn't know Tencent until we had to, you know, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, this is, this is not too surprising, um, and it it does represent cash flow into the industry, right? Like these studios are are getting picked up, they get a sense of stability, but there are drawbacks with that potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, well, they're coming from Square Enix too, so they should have felt stable. Right. It's not like they were just indie folks, but no. yeah. But why? Yeah. Why was this deal on the table? Well, That's because really Square would right? like often throw them under the bus, right? Like, exactly. aren't they the ones? Like, it's basically. Every time Square Enix has like a a bad uh, quarter, they're like, uh, that Tomb Raider didn't sell good. What are these Western studios doing? They just keep failing us. Uh, screw these studios. Um, so they just sold them off. Exactly. I guess, yeah. They were sick of mm-hmm. it. They were done with it. So yeah, maybe we'll get a little refresh out of these studios, right? Maybe. I mean, we the news is Idos Montreal is doing a new Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Those games. Yeah. Those recent those are great. two games were really good. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't mind need Cyberpunk. Give me more Deus Ex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Well, that's Cyberpunk really wanted to be Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice mm-hmm. try, guys. I mean, they have had some big flops too. Like Marvel's Avengers came from uh, Crystal Dynamics, right? Or they lost one, a ton no, of money. That was Idos Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah. was a bad game, um, but also like from all by all accounts, like it was pushing these sort of like destiny like uh systems like turning into a game that will live forever and you have to push money into um kind of hurt it whereas i know a lot of people who really like the single player um that guardians of the galaxy game which is really really good i know yeah. you've played a bit of that um, i played a bit yeah i thought it was great it was fantastic didn't sell enough for square enix so you know they're just gone. I know. Um, I know it sure won some awards. Thing. People mm-hmm. loved it at the Game Awards. Um, it's really good. It it's really well written. Didn't yeah. do it for me. Yeah, yeah. So that is Embracer Group. Every time I hear the name Embracer Group, I'm like, it's just the Borg. Embrace the Borg. Embrace us. You're Give us all of your IP. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even a Star Trek fan. It's more like when you name yourself Embracer, it feels nefarious. Like by default, it's I'd like, say, don't embrace me, don't hug me. I don't know hugger. you. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it doesn't sound. It's not great. Comforting. You're embracing. Yeah. God, don't please no. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to the hive mind. Uh, so that's Embracer Group. We'll be hearing more about them for sure. And uh, some quick tidbits. Um, Sonus announced, or Sonus didn't announce, but uh, a story leaked out. I believe from The Verge that Sonus is working on a $250 soundbar called the Ray. And that is, um, I think the Beam is their cheapest soundbar right now. That thing is like 400 So 250 bucks, pretty good. Good for a Sonus soundbar. What I'm really interested in is that um, you can use it in both as a soundbar or as a rear speakers. And you can stand it up vertically so you can have these tall ass speakers uh, that will also give you a bit of like Dolby Atmos firing sound from your rears that is pretty wild to me um, i think a lot of sonus fans like 
would buy these just for that because that would be a really interesting upgrade for your system. I don't know. I see in your background, Jess, I see classic equipment. I see amplifiers. I see an equalizer. Are you into the connected speaker game yet? Um, I am to an extent. I have a nice sound bar for my TV and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. And that's Good it. Good sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I could, uh, I, I could point my camera to here, but right beside my computer monitor are two like giant studio monitors or giant bookshelves, actually, the Kef Q150s. And it's like, I, I think I'm addicted to speakers. I just love the way speakers look and feel. And, uh, you know, I like hearing new things. So that's my, that's my kink, I guess. It's all wow. speakers. I love it. Yeah. Give I me love more learning speakers, more about please. you. Great. <laughs> my car has way too many speakers. I love speakers, everybody. Um, final thing. Have you seen the Obi-Wan trailer, Jess? No. <laughs> what are you i need to get sherlyn back here i know i'm sorry she's much better okay. at the pop it's culture okay. stuff than i am yeah i'm sure no, that's not I, even true that's not even true she has she has her own <laughs> style of thing um i i just wanted to shout out there is a new obi-wan trailer out there i was a little uh sketchy I, I felt like the first one did not look good especially uh some of the villain work like uh they really did rupert friend dirty the guy who's basically the new big villain the inquisitor the sort of like proto Darth Vader type dude. Um, he looks terrible. Uh, but this is going to be a fun series, I guess. I don't know. Wait, wait, have you seen any of the Star Wars shows on Disney, Jess? Uh, Mandalorian's good. Yeah, Mandalorian's worth watching for Baby Yoda. A, I watched a season of The Mandalorian. There you go. I don't turn on Disney Plus. I'm, I don't think I have a subscription anymore, actually. So I am yeah. clearly the wrong person for this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you do not have to entertain small humans without telling me. Yeah, I have That's dogs. Basically... <laughs> they watch 90 Day Fiance with me. They're very They'll happy watch about it. Yeah. Do you ever put on dog TV and just like uh, stuff that they would be into? My cats love to watch like uh, bird feeder camps. Wow. It's their favorite thing in the no. world. No, I put on Twitch yeah. streams when I leave the house. It's NPR mm -hmm. and Twitch streams. They're very... They're very uh, into League of Legends. They're both well-informed and like serious gamers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitchy. Super smart dogs. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to some <laughs> quick shout outs. Uh, just for some coverage we've got over here. I don't know if you guys have noticed. And uh, we have done a whole bunch of Formula E coverage. And that is the electric Formula One counterpart. Uh, Billy Steele from Engadget has been in Monaco for the uh, Formula, what was it, E-Prix. Not Grand Prix, but E-Prix is what's going to be happening. These cars look wild. They are super fast. And Billy has done a ton of stories like and some videos out there. So be sure to check those out. Um, I remember like when Formula E was just starting out and they were doing a few things in New York. So it is really wild to see them already doing Monaco races. Uh, we have a best gifts guides for grad uh, for basically good tech gifts for grads out there. Um, really useful especially for high school students. If you know a high schooler who is moving on to college and they need some new gear and new stuff to support their experience, uh, this is a really, really good set of gifts and things to look out for. And also, you know what, guys? Like, I, I was a college IT guy. If you've got questions about that, are you preparing your child or your sibling or somebody for college, uh, send us an email at podcastinggadget.com. Let us know if you have any questions about that. I've got so many recommendations. I miss recommending products to people. So just like, what is the one thing that exists right now that you wish you had in college? Because I have so many. Now that oh, I think of it, like, wow. given how much has changed, right? Well, just honestly, the the camera on my smartphone. But, sure. but, like, or your smart smartphone. Just your my smartphone, smartphone yeah. itself. It's come yeah. a long way. So that's like, that's the, the biggest 
But like, honestly, just a, a ring light. I, I, it would have been amazing. <laughs> would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Everything would have been great. Yeah. I mean, when I... It was like 2001, and over that summer, I like I built my first desktop computer, and I lugged that sucker to college. It was before LCDs were like affordable, so I had both a CRT and a freaking desktop computer. Just give me, just give me a laptop, give me a modern laptop. Would have made my life so much easier in college. Yeah. No, that's true. I had exactly. to go to the computer lab to do some yes. work when I was in college. I used to run the computer Kids. lab. Yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, a lot has changed, and I'm sure like gift ideas has changed too. So you know what? It's a it's an exciting time. Shout out! Give us an email. I want to give some suggestions at podcastinggadget.com. Let's move on to what we're working on. Jess, shout out! Like, what do you what do you are you doing some previews? Are you doing some reviews? What's up? I'm doing some previews, baby. Um, uh-huh. So we I talked about this I think last time I was on the podcast kind of heading into a dry summer for games, right? Like it feels like there's really not a lot coming at us. Um, But I do have a few previews coming up. I don't think I can say exactly what, but I'm actually very excited about one of them. And the other one, you'll never know. And I'm not going to tell the PR people which one is which. (laughs) They can't get mad at you. Yeah, if they don't know. Yeah, yeah. But we got some some cool uh, early looks coming. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I'm just going to shout out a couple of things here. Uh, I am currently in the middle of testing Alienware's QD OLED, Quantum Dot OLED Gaming Monitor, which uh, may be the, like the best computer monitor I've ever like touched and used for a very long time. So look out for my review. That's going to be going up soon. And we're also doing some pieces on like weird uh, kitchen gadgets. And I got sent uh, from one of my favorite weird gadget designers, Joey Roth, uh, he, if you remember like a decade ago, he made these ceramic speakers mm. and they're just like beautiful white ceramic and wood. It's, it's beautiful stuff. He made a machine called the Ozma that is an instant cold brew machine. And it uses like acoustics. It uses like speaker reverberation to like, to like extract good coffee taste, um, without heat. It's wild. I oh love this gosh, guy. He's kind of crazy. It. I need Instant that. cold brew. Instant cold brew. Yeah, it's really good. It's basically like an espresso shot, except like not as harsh. It is like a cold brew espresso shot. It's sort of like if you buy concentrated cold brew, you have to add like two parts water or milk or something to your concentrate. It is sort of like a perfect little cold brew shot. And um, it is, it's not super easy to use. It's kind of a basic thing right now, but it is something he is planning to sell to like coffee shops. So instead of having like a big jug of cold brew stuff that they just throw at you or like the nitrous stuff, which has become more and more popular. You basically brew a shot of this thing and you get this like beautiful, creamy, uh, balanced, tastes really good uh, shot of cold brew. So that's what I've been drinking. I'm going to be writing that up soon. This machine is $700. It is not for anybody except uh, restaurants, I think. But man, does it taste good. Tastes so good. I'm jealous. That sounds great. Yeah. It is like, uh, what is the cold brew version of a warm blanket? That is kind of what it feels like. It's I just think like that's ah. hot coffee. <laughs> it's just hot coffee. It's a warm blanket. No, but cold. Make it cold with right, ice. But make it cold. Uh, make it a warm blanket, but cold. Come on, guys. Mm, a refreshing sip of coldness. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all good. Do you have any pop culture picks, Jess? Like anything you've been watching? So I actually kind of vaguely referenced this already because I talked about Twitch streams and I talked about 90 Day Fiance. So what I watch and listen to is 420 Day Fiance. It's a Twitch stream and a podcast. 
and yeah. they get high and they talk about 90 yeah. Day Fiance and Married at First Sight and like a bunch of other Perfect stuff. Perfect title. Perfect title. I totally but get it. Yeah. You totally get it immediately. You're like, oh, yes, I know what you're doing. And they're hilarious. It's two comedians, Miles Gray, Sophia Alexander, Alexandra, and um, they're they're amazing. They keep me company. Um, and it's it's just like very funny, but accurate opinions on the trash TV mm-hmm. that I watch. That's all I need mm-hmm. in life. So, yeah. So you're both watching the trash TV and like uh, analyzing the trash TV at the same time. Like you're exactly. just juggling all exactly. the trash. It's like well, a trash universe over there. When you yeah. watch the shows like 90, uh, 90 Day Fiance, you know, it's just yeah. like half the time you want to scream at the screen because these people are idiots <laughs> or they're cruel, you know, or they're whatever. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you watch the episode and you're filled with this like rage. Mm-hmm, and then you have, mm-hmm. then you listen to the podcast and they say exactly what you need to hear and it's great it's great it's great great recommendations and uh i just want to shout out a couple of things season two of undone uh the amazon uh prime video series which i love the first season i talked about it a lot here it is the rotoscoped animation uh so it's like animated but they look realistic um it's a show created by kate purdy and Raphael bob waksberg who co-created uh bojack horseman incredible show everybody should watch it um about a girl who basically discovers that she can like leap through time and like you know travel to alternate uh, realities in a sense to like basically cross dimensions uh i love the first season it's so well written and um like it is really emotional like it's really smart while being funny and realistic like sort of like if a 20 something actually got these powers and like had to deal with her emotional trauma, her losing her dad at a young age. She starts to see visions of her dead father from like another universe. And it's just like this really cool balance of stuff. Very Satoshi Khan. Um, I think the second season is even better. Like a reminder that uh, Rosa Salazar is fantastic. So I think you would like this, Jess. Um, I think anybody listening to this show who likes my sci-fi recommendations, check this out. It's really good. I also want to shout out Pachinko, uh, this is an adaptation of a very, very popular uh, novel. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It tells the story of a Korean family going from Japanese-occupied Korea to uh, basically immigrating to Japan, uh, you know, at a time where nobody really wanted them there. And it, crossed, like, it crosses several different time periods, like the, the early 1900s to pre-World War II, and then like 1980. So it like follows his family for a generation. It's beautiful. It's really well told. And I think if you come from an immigrant family or you're really attuned to those stories, you'll appreciate this show. So check it out. It's Pachinko on Apple TV+. And uh, I think it's definitely worth watching. That is it for our show. Our theme music is by game composer Dale North. Our outro music is by our very own managing editor, Terrence O'Brien. The podcast is produced by Ben Elman. You can find me online at, at Devendra on Twitter and Instagram. You can find baby pictures there for sure. And you can find Jess online. Where? Where, Jess? Uh, Jess Condit on Twitter and Jess L. Condit on Instagram. All the dogs, all the me. All the dogs. Email us at podcastingadget.com. Leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe on anything that gets podcasts. Thanks, folks. We're out.